Hey all you beauties and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Coffee and Concealer podcast. I know it has been quite a while since we've had a new episode. Um, There has just been a lot going on and a busy time of year for both Steph and I. And then Steph and I have actually decided to, she's actually going to be doing her own podcast um, whenever she has time. She is one busy human. And so uh, probably in the next couple months, she'll be able to list, list, (laughs) she'll be able to launch her own podcast as well. So from here on forward, Um, It will be myself uh, amidst a bunch of really cool guests that I am going to be bringing on. Um, And I have taken a lot of care into coordinating these people on different topics that people have wanted to hear about, um, as well as topics that I'll be talking about as well. And then uh, probably like once a month or so, Steph is actually going to be coming back um, as a guest on the podcast. And we're going to be talking about business Uh, all things business, how to run businesses and different aspects that way. So I just wanted to give you a little update on why there's been such a hiatus, um, as well as it is wintertime and, um, I have two kids and so therefore it, uh, it's just the time of year where kids get sick and we get sick and all of that stuff. So, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for your support over the last 10 episodes. I plan from here on out to just launch them here and there, maybe even a couple a week if I get super eager. (laughs) Um, today though, I wanted to talk about a hot topic that is on everybody's mind. And I will tell you, I just got back from the grocery store and I am riddled with such anxiety and not necessarily from the media posts and things like that that I'm seeing, but the way that people are stocking up on supplies that I just I don't I don't deem necessary, um, and it literally gave me such anxiety. And I'm not a super anxious person typically, um, but seeing people with their shopping carts filled with twelve toothpastes and six dish soaps and you know, literally the shelves of the toilet paper aisle are empty. There's literally nothing left. Um, we have a pack of toilet paper and I was like, Oh, I'll just go see if I could get another one just so we have it. And, um, there's literally none. There's a sign that says due to high demand, we literally have no supply. So, um, but I wanted to talk about this COVID-19, um, by no means am I a medical professional, by no means am I a nurse or any of that, but I do think just from what I have seen and what we have kind of heard through the media is people are, people want control. People want control in all aspects of their life. And when they aren't able to control certain things like, i.e. getting coronavirus or COVID-19, Um, they want to control all the other things. So like controlling how much toilet paper you have in your house. Um, and that's why people are, they had a psychologist on one of the news networks here locally. And that's exactly what she said. She said, people want control. And so therefore hoarding toilet paper seems to be the way that people can control how they feel. Um, 
And by no means am I downplaying this virus. I absolutely believe that it is a serious matter. I also think that the media is also pushing it to be something like something that's going to wipe out the entire world, which then of course puts the fear into the mass public, which then trickles down, um, from especially living here in Alberta, from all of the information that we've received. Yes, we have cases in Alberta. Um, yes, our country across the board has cases with the exception of um, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, from what I understand right now, as well as the territories. Um, it's It's scary for sure. I have two small children and one of which has asthma, which is considered a respiratory illness. And so for sure, Um, the panic is there. However, I do think that this will pass. I truly, truly believe that this will pass once the, the first round of people, even the people that are originally the ones that got hit with it in Wuhan in China, those people, most of them have recovered. It is just that our bodies don't have the antibodies to fight this particular virus. It's no different than when the flu first came around. If you look at all the statistics that are released from the like from the COVID-19 database, they literally have, I'm just going to pull it up on my phone here. They literally have certain statistics. So here, I'm going to pull one up here and it says disease deaths per day worldwide. Um, coronavirus is about 10th from the bottom of the list. Um, Below that one is hepatitis A, chickenpox, sleeping sickness, SARS. So it's basically saying that 56 people per day are dying from COVID-19. Not the mass numbers that people are saying. Um, Number one on the list is tuberculosis. And it actually is saying that it kills 3,000 people a day worldwide. Below that is pneumonia, hepatitis B, HIV, malaria, Uh, rotavirus, seasonal flu. Seasonal flu says that it kills over a thousand people per year. So that in itself, um, um, the other thing is, like I said, the mass media mentions. So basically, um, when SARS came around or when H1N1 came around, social media wasn't what it is today. And so therefore it is so easy to share information and information that maybe isn't even clear information. And then you're sharing it with all your people and they're panicking because of something that might not even be true. So basically what they're saying here is that SARS times uh, Ebola 11.1 pneumonia 5 million malaria 5 million and COVID-19 has been mentioned in the media 1.1 billion times that is obscene and it's because media isn't just typical media that we had say 10 or 15 years ago it's not just the news outlets and the internet it is now social media which is a million different platforms and so honestly I feel like The other thing here is the majority of infections are mild. Um, The statistic here that is from, just if anybody is asking, um, 
this study is, what does it say? Study of 44,672 confirmed cases in mainland China. It says the sources for this information is China Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, and basically they're saying that the majority of the infections are mild. 80.9% are mild symptoms, which basically says it feels like the flu and you need to stay at home. 13.8% are severe, which means you're going to be hospitalized to take care of it. And 47 percent is critical and it basically means intensive care and so the other statistic i wanted to share and it says here this data comes from the first wave of infections in wuhan china where lung health is poor you guys have to think about the smog in china and the smoking rates are high and so basically zero percent is children from the ages of zero to nine um, from the ages of 10 to 19 is 0.2 percent so one in 500 uh, the ages of 20 to 29 is 0.2%, which is 1 in 500. The ages of 30 to 39, which is where I'm at, is 1 in 500. Ages 40 to 49 is 1 in 250 people. Ages 50 to 59 is 1 in 76 people. Ages 60 to 69, so right in that like retirement age, is 1 in 27 people. The ages of 70 to 79 is one in 12 people and the ages of 80 plus is one in six those are all statistics from china wuhan china where this originated from some guy who thought eating a bat or whatever it was something to do with a bat i'm pretty sure he ate it um that that that's where this all came from which is absolutely crazy to me the other thing i wanted to read to you and i'm doing this episode because it has stricken me and I've been a pretty chill person until I went to the grocery store today. Honestly, I left with such anxiety that I was like, like almost, almost hyperventilating. Like I literally, I can't, I just can't. Um, and so I just saw an article that was shared by a girl on my Facebook page and it says, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says written by a colleague, but this girl on my Facebook is actually a nurse and a frontline health worker. And so she shares this person's perspective. Basically says, COVID-19, there's a lot out there. My perspectives as a physician working with high-risk patients, pandemic planning for our cancer program, and trying to keep on top of a medical and epidemiological literature behove me to say, number one, stop travel. Don't even think about it. Just the sheer stress of traveling during these times is not worth it. You'll get a chance to travel again. Money lost can be replenished. Lives cannot. The world situation is rapidly changing. Many countries are underreporting because they do not have the capacity to test. The travel spots do not apply anymore. It is a global pandemic. Community spread is likely starting everywhere. Number two, stay home. When you are sick, whether you have traveled or not, just stay home. Work will continue without you. Do not go to the ER unless you are very ill. In Calgary, you are told to contact 811 uh, and don't go into the hospital. Um, they will send somebody to you to test. Um, and it says, if you are sick, if you have traveled anywhere, get testing. If available, some cities are only testing in the ER, but alternative testing sites will hopefully open up soon. Check with your local public health unit for advice. Just endure the long wait times on the phone. It is worth it. The criteria for testing or not will keep changing as the situation evolves. All you can do is get advice for your local area and stay home. Number four, stay away from older friends and relatives when sick. Manage your sick kids if you can without their grandparents. Uh, cancel work. Stay home. It is temporary. People will understand and they will thank you for not coughing on them. Number five, 
do not panic. Nothing is happening to our water supply and toilet paper is not the be all end all. Just be smart. Have adequate basic food and your medications for a few weeks in case you need to stay home or stores are not accessible due to closures. Number six, many of us will get exposed. Most will recover fine. It is the 10% who need critical care that we are trying to avoid ending up in the ICU all at once. We need to protect our fragile healthcare resources. So do your part, wash your hands, wash, 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 stop touching your face. Just stay home with the kids when they are ill or when you are ill, avoid large gatherings, and please do not steal masks and hand sanitizers from hospitals or clinics. The healthcare workers need them. Your friendly neighborhood hospital, frontline healthcare worker, and vulnerable community member, thank you, stay well. Um, people are sharing this like absolute crazy. Um, and so I just wanted to share this episode because I honestly feel like there's so much misinformation out there and it creates panic, sheer panic. Um, even today when I dropped off my son at preschool, I thought I was the only one bringing my son to preschool. Now he had a bit of a cold, uh, on the weekend. And so I kept him home on Tuesday because he was still kind of a runny nose, which is actually not even one of the symptoms, but it is a symptom of a seasonal cold. Um, and when he, because he's asthmatic, so when he does get a cold, it becomes much, much worse of a cold. Um, and sometimes we end up in the hospital because he can't breathe properly. Um, and so he is totally fine. I've sent him to school and the teachers are totally okay with it. The teachers are absolutely on board. And I feel like with the NBA, with the NHL, with everyone canceling seasons, the biggest thing is being in mass mass groups and spreading it. If we can just do our part stay home as much as we can. Don't go to work if we don't need to, um, stock up on the necessities, but let's not be crazy. We don't need to clean Superstore out of toilet paper because let's be serious. You could use whatever you wanted if you really needed to. (laughs) Um, but like I said, this will pass. I know that everybody's in this panic mode and we can't see the end of the tunnel. This will pass. Unfortunately, there have been a lot of deaths and a lot of those people's people were elderly in that 80 plus bracket range that I was just talking about. And so we just need to be diligent, wash our hands. That is the first, like if that's all we can do, that's all we need to do at this point wash our hands, make sure that we're clean, make sure that we're not in huge, huge groups of people and we can, we can stay safe. And again, if you have traveled outside of your country to any of the affected locations, if you've traveled anywhere, find a way to get tested, call 811 just to be safe. Um, it is better safe than sorry. And you know what? Quarantine doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, quarantined in a in a white room with no one around you it means that you're quarantined into a section to make sure that your symptoms have not come either stronger and the other thing is i saw an article as well where like they had said this disease or this virus sorry is way more ahead of the curve than SARS or H1N1. It took them nearly a year with SARS to even figure out what it was. And so within two weeks, they had a name for this thing. They knew what it was. They know how to test for it. And then I saw an article today that someone in Saskatchewan at one of the universities has possibly come up with a vaccine. So guys, it is panic right now but we, we can't panic. We need to keep our cool. We need to do what's best for our families and stay safe and know that the world is working on vaccines and it will pass. And pretty soon 
it will just seem like a seasonal flu. We need to be diligent and we need to be safe. And if you have any questions, contact your healthcare provider, but we absolutely just need to follow the rules that the World Health Organization has set out for us at our local healthcare networks. And we need to follow those rules and we need to just be safe. So I will talk to you soon. This was a little bonus episode just based on the sheer panic that's out there, but your regular programming will continue very soon. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.